You could simply ask your audience if they have questions once you finish a presentation, but more often than not, you're going to run into the risk of hearing crickets. You're a marketer, so consider a more creative and engaging way to get feedback and to access that feedback and to improve on it. So today we're going to discuss a variety of ways, some that can even be fun, to solicit feedback from your peers, colleagues, audiences, and managers. You'll leave with actionable ways to immediately implement a feedback loop with your work. Today on Growth Marketing for Martians. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Growth Marketing for Martians. I am, as always, your host, Jeff Lambert. I am joined by my a partner in a podcast crime, Rod. Rod, how are you doing today? Hey, Jeff. I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, everybody, today we are excited to discuss the topic of what you can do to get actionable feedback from people after you present something to them. And you know, we live in a world right now where that's done digitally. But whether it's in that format or whether you're in person at some point in the future creating and presenting these presentations, you want a way to be able to get people to give you some sort of meaningful feedback so you can not only improve your presentation, but be able to have something to be able to know where to go from that point. So before we get into some of the ways that we think you can better do that, Rod, let's just talk about why it's important to even bother collecting feedback from the room that you're presenting to instead of just, you know, one or two comments from your boss when you're done and they email it to you. Hey, great job, Johnson. Here's a couple things you can work on. What's the purpose and what's the point of trying to get whole room feedback or whole group feedback when you're making a presentation? Sure. I mean, that's a great question. I, you know, I've presented a lot uh, throughout my career through small groups and, and large. And, and the, one of the ways that I've improved is by collecting feedback right at the end of those presentations and understanding how their diverse perspectives from all these individuals are really going to affect my future content and, and everything else that, I, that I'm presenting. But uh, also, you know, require you're asking for feedback from everyone, you're, you're going to get more engagement from those individuals and in your presentation by, by requiring that. And it also encourages more collaborative environment. It's where, where everyone can be part of that teamwork-oriented solution as, as they're providing the feedback. So yeah. that's to, to share with you, right? Uh, Gender-diverse teams are more likely to outperform uh, financially by 25%, while ethnically diverse teams are more likely to outperform financially by 35%. That's according to McKinsey and Company. So having that, that capability, right? Having that that perspective, those diversity perspective, is going to help you uh, improve and, and move a lot faster than you otherwise would in improving that presentation. Yeah, that makes sense. And that goes back to a previous episode I did with Nicole, where we talked about marketing fails and you know, companies that launched these huge campaigns, whether it was a commercial or a full rollout of marketing promos for, for whatever purpose. And a lot of the issues stem back to them not taking the time to get proper feedback, to make sure that feedback was from different perspectives, different genders, different ethnicities, different points of view. And then they release this, they spend all this money putting out this campaign and they either you know, garner the anger of the public because it's tone deaf or because it's not sensitive to a certain group. Like You can avoid all that just by taking time to collect feedback, like you said, from the whole room instead of you know, the, the two guys at the top who may be the same age group, gender age, you know, all those different things. 
that does create a problem in the future. So there's different ways that we can do this, right, Rod? And, and we've tried some of these in our presentations, whether it's been to college students or groups of people who are our peers. There's different ways that you can collect feedback. It doesn't just have to be the end of the slide where you're like, hey, everybody, take this survey. Donuts are in the corner. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. That kind of a thing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. There, there's a lot. There's different ways that we can make it a lot more fun and engaging for, for the individuals that are involved in this. And, and, and yes, I mean, I think your experience as a, as a teacher has helped us implement some of these, some of these activities. One of those activities is, is gamification, right? Where you make it as fun and interactive as possible so that everyone is involved, right? Is, and it's, it's not ignoring the presentation itself, right? Everybody has their phone on already, so you can leverage that technology already and give them something to do on those phones. You can empower those people who may not otherwise feel comfortable speaking publicly to, and give them a pathway to providing meaningful, meaningful feedback for you through an app. And I'm one of those people, Rod, like if I'm in a meeting and there's like 20 other people, even though I like to talk in this podcast, sometimes I might hold back, right? Because you, you don't want to say something stupid. <laughs> you don't want to like, you know, put it out there and then have the whole room just looking at you silently like, what did this guy just say? So having the opportunity to give feedback, like you said, like people have phones, let them use it, you know, make it, make it fun and make it multi, multi-channel to be able to do that. Do you have any um, software platforms that people could use to help gamify the feedback process? Yes, absolutely. Kahoot for business is one of them, right? It's a, uh, inter- it creates, you can create interactive quizzes, true or false questions, polls, word clouds, uh, provide imagery, video, and music to really spice it up. And you can incorporate your own slides for rapid feedback and brainstorming. And, and it works great through, through Zoom itself, right? People can access it on their own device, go through a, a series of questions, and you can even you know, give them a prize for getting the, the answer correctly. So we, we've done yeah. that several times in our, in our classrooms. I know that. Yeah, it uh, works well. Yeah. The other one is CrowdPur. It's best for large uh, speaking engagements, large groups. You can set up virtual teams with re- real-time leaderboards, uh, and you can see votes and percentages tallies as they come in. So it's great for trivia, uh, text polls, like, like or dislike, yes or no questions, and it integrates into social media for amplified gaming so you can get a, a broader audience involved, right? That makes perfect sense. And that gets people involved because it's something fun that they can do. Like you said, like it doesn't have to be dry. It doesn't have to be boring. Just because it's corporate doesn't mean it has to be a snooze fest. Absolutely. So, okay, Rod, we're, gonna, we're talking about gamifying the, the feedback process. We also see a trend of people only asking for feedback at the end of presentations. Is there anything you can say about that in terms of best practices? Well, I mean, you could ask for feedback as you're as you're presenting, right? Uh, there's different ways that you can, you can do that. I mean, in a classroom setting, I've been able to adapt my presentation or my comments and my, my stories that I use to really uh, shed light on, on a, a specific subject because of the feedback that I'm getting uh, at that moment. Mm-hmm. But in this uh, current environment, you can use a software called Poll Everywhere. You can host interactive online meetings with live polling and, and no additional hardware, right? You can capture powerful feedback instantly with software that you already use, like PowerPoint, Keynote, uh, Google Slides. Uh, all those tools can be used to, uh, alongside Poll Everywhere to be able to, to capture that feedback as you're presenting. And feedbacks and questions can be anonymous. 
So allowing for perhaps even more candid feedback to be provided from the audience itself. I like that. Yeah. Cause especially if, if you want people to feel open about giving critical constructive criticism, I guess is the better word for it, or maybe even negative feedback, which can be beneficial in certain situations. Making it anonymous, I think, is is an option that's important because not everybody's going to want to put their name to a complaint because that means confrontation. And some people don't like confrontation. So <laughs> I think that's important. And and just to plug it, I love Poll Everywhere uh, even more so than some of the other ones we mentioned because you can easily integrate it into PowerPoint or Google Slides. So you're not having to switch windows basically as you go. You can drop the slide and see the results right there in your deck and, and you don't have to do any of this fancy like screen switching back and forth. Fantastic. It's, it's a fantastic software. I mean, they're really more likely to engage, right? Overall, because the feedback happens in real time, you can adapt that in your presentation. I've seen that happening in large groups and small groups where based on someone's response, you easily adapt your presentation and then you get more direct impact from that presentation because of the targeted response that you have from a teacher or presenter. Absolutely. Uh, and the gamification elements of interactive feedback mechanisms like uh, Poll Everywhere, they almost create like a choose your own audience style format, right? Where, where you can really a- adapt your, your content to that, to that individual group's uh, needs and fulfill those needs immediately. Yeah. You know, like you're on an adventure and you have different paths that you can take and, and that allows you to switch on the fly and even create some diversity in your presentations. If you're trying to present a concept or a new product or, or even a new campaign, there's different ways it can go based on what the, the audience thinks. And that's important because it feels like it's not canned, that it's responding to the situation. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Rod, let's talk about, you know, we're talking about we can gamify it. We can ask people as the presentation goes to be able to provide feedback in different ways. And that's important. Are there ways to expand the collaboration? So outside of maybe true-false questions, participating in a trivia mini-game that you're doing, how can you get like more meaningful comments, sentences, paragraphs, you know, that type of really deep, deep feedback that can help you take the next step? Are there some platforms or tools that you would recommend to be able to do that a little bit better? Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's a very important part of, of being able to present uh, effectively and, and, and get your, your goals accomplished by involving everybody in the audience right, as much as possible. And part of that is that, that collaboration uh, portion that you mentioned, right? So yeah. uh, typically, I like to include the collaboration on a presentation. Specifically, we use a, a tool called Miro. Uh, it's an online collaboration tool that's used by marketers for brainstorming sessions, building campaign creative, collecting and receiving feedback. I mean, it has a myriad of, of capabilities, right? You can, you can do user journey maps, all these different uh, elements that can uh, help you better integrate other people into your work, right? So, for example, if you start doing maybe a, um, a mind map, you can assign different sections of that mind map to individuals uh, and then create their you know, miniature mind maps and connect them all together live you, know, you can do task tracking, user story mapping, all those different things. You can use elements that you can put together as a team. So, and while working toward collaboration, the teams can compare and track themselves against colleagues uh, live. They can see what other people are doing on the actual software. It's kind of yeah. like a, imagine having a whiteboard, but, but digital. 
right? Like yeah. back in the day, it was easy to just jump on the whiteboard, sketch something out. In this case, Miro enables you to do that without actually having to be uh, physically present and work together. And to have two different whiteboards, well, in this case, cork, cork boards essentially going where, you know, they're not running into each other in terms of the ideas being added, but you can still see the progress and the, the updated status of, you know, if you have two groups in a room working on different things, you can say, okay, they're 50% done. You know, we got to focus and catch up or this is an idea they came up with. Maybe we can find a different way to integrate that. I love the, the transparency. That's awesome. Absolutely. And yeah, it's like you mentioned, full transparency. It's also, it's an automated check and balance, right? It, it, it's coming from the teammates instead of top down, like the, the presenter or the teacher is not the one dictating what is going on. And typically that drives more peer-to-peer feedback, but also really, I think it, it empowers people to be more engaged at this point. Yeah, we talk so much at our company about the importance of aligning different departments, making sure marketing and sales are on the same page making sure there's synergy because people bring different perspectives based on the people they're talking to and the jobs they're working on. So if you can empower those people that are in the trenches to give that feedback, that's so much more of a complete picture than if it's like we said, just the, and this is nothing against the manager, but the manager only has one perspective at the top. So if you can get his or hers plus everybody else's, (laughs) you really get a more robust, I think, picture of where you're going and how you can improve. You know, Rod, I think these are great tips on how you can integrate feedback into your presentations. I want to go back to what we started. We said, why bother? And, you know, since we are a futuristic podcast talking about best ideas for tomorrow, I think it's important for us to look at the data and the science behind this. Is there anything that you have to share in terms of uh, like hard facts that show us that gathering feedback is worth it? Yes. So uh, some studies show that over a third of employees want more feedback beyond traditional performance reviews. More than 85% of all Fortune 500 companies uh, use 360 peer-to-peer feedback as a cornerstone of their leadership development process, according to, to Forbes. And then peer reviews also help managers discover hidden talent of their individuals, right? The quiet performers who routinely produce exceptional work without the recognition. And it also enhances the workplace transparency. And according to Glassdoor, transparency is important to 96% of job seekers. Yeah. It's something that we've placed a premium on in our company. And we certainly recommend it for most of our clients, having that transparency, that comfort to be able to share ideas with people who are working with you and working above you that's really important. And like you said, everything from having you know, peer-to-peer reviews to having opportunities for feedback, we know. We know that this is effective. It creates happier workers. It creates happier workplaces. And at the end of the day, it creates stronger products and services. Yep. Absolutely. It does. So for our um, listeners who want to take those first steps into trying some of these tools we mentioned to be able to improve the feedback that you're getting, when you're making presentations, we'll include all in the show notes, the list of all the platforms that we mentioned. So you can click and check them out. And we certainly would appreciate your feedback too. Shoot us an email. We include that in the show notes too. Get involved with us on social media. We love to find out about new tools as well. And we'll certainly feature them if you have a good one that we can share with the rest of the group. So overall, Rod, thank you for sharing these topics today. You spend so much time in front of people giving these presentations. I think it's really valuable that you can share how you get the most out of those groups when you connect with them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know that it's coming at the end of this 
podcast, we're going to ask you for feedback. Hopefully it's five stars, but go ahead and, and like and share our, our podcast so that we can uh, hit a broader audience and we can share more of this information with uh, more people. Thanks. I second that. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Attention fellow marketers, managers, and business owners. This podcast is brought to you by Risen, a revenue growth firm focused on innovative strategies and proven tactics to scale your business. Learn more about how they can help you by visiting GoRisen.com. Thanks for joining us. And until then, keep reaching for the stars.